This episode of Seniors Today is brought to you in part by DuPage Medical Group. Welcome to Seniors Today, a show that helps seniors and their families live their very best lives. I'm Denise Vaughn, the administrator at HomeWatch Caregivers, and with me is my co-host, Lisa Stover from Presto Real Estate Services, where she is the founder. Also joining us today is Anand Ayaref, a psychiatrist at the Institute for Personal Development, a member of DuPage Medical Group. We also have with us as our senior representative, Bev Patterson-Fryer. Welcome, Bev. Welcome, Dr. Ruth. Nice to see Thank you guys. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Well, we wanted to really talk about what is going on right now while many of us are still working through COVID and people are at different stages and some of our seniors are staying at home. I mean, there's a lot of discussion about, you know, staying physically safe, but also how we also protect our mental health. So as we think about, you know, behavior health and mental health, what, what is that and, and what do our viewers need to, to be thinking about? So uh, behavioral health, you could equate it to emotional health, right? Um, basically, our emotions are um, influenced by our thoughts and the quality of our thoughts. And our quality of our thoughts can influence our emotions and affect our behaviors. So it's, it's kind of a triangle if you think of it in that way. Emotions affect behaviors, behaviors affect our thoughts, and our thoughts affect our emotions. It's actually called Beck's triad. Um, so behavioral health is kind of the study of our emotions pretty much and uh, how can our emotions worsen or improve and, and how can we develop resiliency and coping skills in, in improving our emotional health. Are you especially seeing um, changes in the number of people who are coming to see you during this time? You know, we're, we're seeing all groups um, and anxiety has always been a theme in our fast moving society for a long time. Um, but especially with, with COVID, it is such a unique challenge because it is leading to a lot of isolation um, and uncertainty because anxiety is a fear of the unknown. That's what I tell my patients. It's a fear of suffering and it's the fear of the worst case scenario. So, and usually triggered by recent stresses. And this is such a global um, crisis and pandemic that it's triggered a lot of anxiety and uncertainty. Um, and then the other, the, 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 the double-edged sword is that is also a lot of isolation, right? As, as Bev can attest to, we're all worried about you know, the, the members of our community who may be at higher risk. And so they have to be more cautious. We have to isolate more. And, um, and so isolation, actually, another favorite saying of mine is that isolation leads to depression or isolation is depression's best friend or anxiety's best friend. But in this pandemic, um, just because of the social distancing, uh, there's less human interaction, right? So. I think one of the things that you know, right out of the gate, we started calling it um, social distancing. But, you know, those of us that are in the senior community, we try to think about as physical distancing, not so much social distancing. And, you know, it, this is actually a really good example, the fact that we're doing this from Zoom. You know, it's been great 
to have tools like Zoom to at least try to keep us a little bit a little bit connected. Exactly, exactly. And um, the you know the issue is that not everyone is comfortable with technology, right? So that's something that, especially with our seniors, you know, we really want to encourage is to to use whatever tools we have with technology and the internet to try to make up for that loss of human interaction and connection, whether it's talking to a family member or a friend who may be more technologically savvy to just get you connected, you know, or to figure out how to use your phones to even have a doctor's visit nowadays. You know, this pandemic has caused telemedicine to sort of just be thrust to the forefront. And a lot of people, including some of our seniors, love it because they're home. They can connect, you know, with the click of a button on their phone and talk to their doctor um, in the comfort of their own home. So there, there are benefits to technology. It can be empowering, but it can be isolating, right? So we have to find that balance. We're, we're hearing from a lot of our clients and in, in families that we work with that they're worried about um, like cognitive impairment that might have been mild or they were just starting to notice it and now that mom or dad is isolated they're really worried about it they're seeing it escalate it's it's getting worse thoughts on that with our seniors or our population who may already have cognitive impairments such as say you know dementia memory issues there's a lack of or a loss of effective communication, right? So I wouldn't say that dementia would rapidly worsen during this time, but the, but there may be depression underneath it, right? There's a lack of interaction, and we don't we do know, for example, our our senses are key to um, to our cognitive skills. So there's an association with being hard of hearing and not getting that treated, and cognitive decline as we age. And of course, with the pandemic, you know, uh, seniors are more isolated. Family and loved ones cannot visit them, give them a hug, you know, just be there with them. So I, I would say to to our seniors and their families or their you know their caregivers, their loved ones, is to really pay attention to others struggling with some form of depression, right? Also to make sure that uh, if they do have to use assistive devices, that they're able to use them, especially hearing aids, you know. Um, continue to try to interact with them as much as possible. Things are a little easier where with social distancing and wearing a mask, you can still visit your loved ones at a distance. But I would just be careful to, to make sure that they're screened for depression. You know, I was just thinking, you know, Bev is one of the most active ladies in town. And before this all happened, I know many times I was meeting her for breakfast meetings because she was always out and about. So. Bev, can you talk to us a little bit about what your routine is? Because you're still staying busy, but from your house. I am so busy <laughs> and happy. People call me, Bev, how are you? And I say, I'm vertical and I'm happy. <laughs> uh, and I am. I think one of the best things is smiles. Too many seniors get down in the dumps. They're always frowning. And I, I just think a smile makes you feel better inside. Uh, I'm 89 years old and I look in the mirror and I think, what's this young girl doing in this old body? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm happy. And I am self-quarantining. Uh, my son lives in Denver, wants to come see me. My daughter lives in Naples, Florida. 
but they won't come. Uh, I have not been off Donwood Drive, where I live, for six months. I am home. I have not minded one bit. I am so busy. Um, but one of the things that I really do to keep active is I walk around the circle, which is a mile every morning. Uh, and with a broken femur recently, I do use the cane. But I think exercise is so important. And <clears throat> we started, my cohort and I started the senior task force, gosh, about eight years ago. But one of the things that we have is uh, on TV is free exercises for seniors on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that's exactly, I think one of the things we should talk about is what resources there are there um, for seniors who are in their homes. Yes, and then I have, uh, invite anybody to come over to my house at 9.30 in the morning and walk around the circle with me. I meet in the garage. We walk around the circle, then set up the laptop computer on top of the garbage can <laughs> and, and play Richard Simmons tapes. Oh my <laughs> goodness. And we exercise. I love it. We have more fun. That's One of them is... Uh, Four well, movie stars, uh, parents, Sylvester Stallone's mother, Sarah Fawcett's mother, Dustin Hoffman's father, and Al Pacino. I'm in love with Al Pacino's father. <laughs> so we do exercises with music in the garage, and we have more darn fun, so we're happy. Can I jump in here? So that's a great point that, Bev, you brought up. So exercise has been linked with better mental and physical health through the lifespan. No matter what age you are, exercise actually raises a level of a protein called BDNF, brain-derived growth factor. What that does is it's like planned food for our nerves. So higher levels of BDNF just by exercising are linked with lower levels of depression and you have good blood circulation, you get good nutrition, oxygen into the brain. There are lower rates of dementia, heart disease, diabetes, cancer. I mean, you name it, it's free medicine. So I'm so glad that, Bev, you do it. And really at all stages of life, especially in our seniors who, you know, may have retired, life is slower, deservedly slow. It's, it's deservedly so. It's good to have some form of regular exercise. So that's, that's a great point. Bev, you're making me feel a lot better. You know, I um, have been thinking about my dad and he's been quarantined. He's staying with my sister. They have seven children. So they wanted to keep him separate. So he's kind of on the upper level in his own little apartment. And when I talk to him you know, every week, he's, I said, dad, are you doing okay? You know, do you miss being in all that fun and chaos? And he said, you know, I'm good. He, you know, he likes his, his television programs. He likes talking on the phone to his friends. He likes playing uh, games, you know, card games. And so I think sometimes as adult children, we think our parents want to be as busy as we want to be right now. And um, I think you, you know, said right out of the box, you're vertical and you're happy. You are okay. You're in your happy place. 
what I do worry about him, because he, like you, tries to get out and does a little walk exercise, is that when, you know, being here in, in the Chicago area, when the weather changes, is it going to be hard for seniors then, you know, or anybody really to get all the exercise that they might be getting now? How old is he? Well, he's 77. Oh, he's... I know you're going to say he's a youngin', right? <laughs> Right. Well, and there are those seniors at home right now who are not as able to move around, you know, and, and Bev, yes, kudos to you. It's, it's so awesome that even with your cane, you're out there doing your thing. So you really are a poster child and we're, we're glad to have you here because I, I hope that our listeners, our viewers are going to see that um, there, there is hope. This isn't a dire situation, but I know for some of our listeners, they are, um, they do have some comorbidities that keep them from moving around as much. And I know one of the things we hear is that there is like uh, overuse of medication or some substance abuse and, you know, thoughts on that, doctor? Yeah, so that, that's a great point. Um, and it's something that we've been coming across with, uh, with the pandemic. There's higher anxiety levels, there's more social distancing, especially at the peak of it, you know, March, April, May, we were all stuck at home. The kids were home, you know, employed people were all home. So that could lead to self-medicating anxiety, right? With different ways. And unfortunately, alcohol can be uh, one way. In fact, um, going to the statistics, about 10% of older adults may struggle with an alcohol or a substance use disorder. And out of nursing home patients, 20% may have alcohol dependence. Mm-hmm. We have come across this with people coming to us wanting help with, with you know, drinking more alcohol to excess, actually causing more anxiety or causing more negative consequences. The other thing is insomnia is, you know, there's more worry, right? So people are having trouble sleeping. So that's a common thing we've come across. Again, people might self-medicate with alcohol. Also in our seniors, and I think in our society, you know, there's a lot of medications that is, are dispensed. Um, it should be a last resort, not the first line treatment. So, so for example, there may be issues with anti-anxiety medications. There may be patients I mean, seniors who prescribe sleep medications. So you have to be very careful because it can be a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. So the best thing is to try alternative coping skills. For example, it's a vast subject, but there's something called resonant breathing, which is six second breathing, which you can do to help with anxiety. You just inhale for six seconds and you exhale for six seconds. So the slow motion deep breathing has a very calming effect. Oh it's, my God. Yeah. I'm already finding myself doing that. <laughs> you, have to, you have to do it slowly though, and you have to really engage your belly. I do it too, you know, I mean, as a doctor, it's not, it's, it's, it can be stressful. Yeah. It gives a person a sense of peace. It's like a mini meditation session, but six second breathing is one thing you can do at night. If people struggle with insomnia, I would say try four, seven, eight breathing, which is a variation. Um, but yeah, I would be careful with substances. You don't want, you want to be careful with that. You know, Dr. Eric, thank you so much for bringing up some tools. And I, I want to um, take a quick break for a couple messages. And then I'd love to talk more about that. Because I think, you know, as we're all trying to figure out coping and look for these other alternatives, I mean, I love we talked about exercise, but the more things we can talk about, that'll be great. So we'll be right back. Maintaining your health is more important now than ever. That's why DuPage Medical Group continues to provide the great care you've come to expect 
while adapting to these challenging times through additional safety measures and patient pre-screening. After all, you should always feel confident in keeping your close connection with the physicians who know you so well. Learn more today at SchedulDMG.com. DuPage Medical Group, we care for you. Welcome to Cedarhurst of Naperville. The heart of memory care consists of providing truly person-directed care to know and work with each resident as an individual and to provide them with care that's as unique as they are. Looking at memory care as a holistic view. So it's not just about their physical being, it's about their social being, their intellect, their emotional. So it's a lot of pieces of the puzzle when you're taking care of somebody that lives in memory care. It only works if you capture who they are as a person rather than a one size fits all. Whether it's memory care or assisted living, our caring, compassionate staff, first rate amenities, beautiful environment, and welcoming, supportive atmosphere help assure you Cedarhurst is a safe, secure, and enriching place to live. I think engagement is probably one of the most important pieces to memory care and assisted living. They still need to exercise their minds. They still need to socialize with other, other people in order to feel like there's a purpose. At Cedarhurst, individual attention informs almost everything we do. You can see it in the wide array of tailored activities and programs designed to engage and delight. What stands out about Cedarhurst of Naperville is the relationships that we build with our residents and families. We take the time to really get to know them, find out what's unique about them, and we take that information and we create programs and meal plans designed around their preferences, values, and beliefs. So in turn, that also gives them the assurance that their loved one is taken care of. At Cedarhurst, rest assured, we're here to help. Stay informed with NCTV 17 News Update. These free videos sent straight to your email summarize the latest information and show you what's happening around town. Visit nctv17.com slash subscribe to sign up now. Welcome back to Seniors Today. We're having a great conversation right now about the different things we can do to be coping during this time to really keep ourselves mentally healthy. Um, we've heard from Bev, some of the things she's doing, Dr. Arif about some of the tools, and I guess I wanted to pick up there and just ask um, Dr. Arif if there's anything else we, in addition to the breathing that you mentioned, anything else you think people should be using to really manage their anxiety or their insomnia? There's a lot that we can do to help manage our anxiety, first of all, is to understand what is anxiety, what is fear. You know, there's a part of the brain called the flight or fight circuit, and that just helps us with threats or assessing threats. But if there's chronic stress or anxiety, that is a fear of the unknown. And, it, and that part of the brain can send signals to our body, our core, and everything gets revved up and churned up. Our heart races, we get on edge. We can't sleep, our mind's overthinking. So the, the, the deep breathing is one way of reducing that. Some other you know, intellectual concepts are um, acceptance and patience, right? Uh, acceptance for whatever is coming at us. It's called radical acceptance in the field of psychology. 
and patience. In other words, get through one day at a time. You know, anxiety is a fear of the unknown. You don't want to think too far out. When will this pandemic end? When can kids go back to school? Will we have a vaccine? Limit social media, by the way. That's another thing is limit how much exposure you get to news and social media, unless it's a comedy show or comedy channel or friends or a sitcom, you know. Um, but also stay busy. So anxiety, to put it in a very simplistic way, is a, is a figment of our imagination. It's, it's real, but it's part of our intellect. So to what you can do is to still have fun. You know, do the things you can to enjoy your life. Take time out. Use your five senses. It's actually called mindfulness, where you pay attention to your surroundings. It could be a bird feeder. It could be the blue skies, taking a walk out, outdoors, calling a friend up. Being a kid again, there's a there's a beautiful saying outside the Chicago Children's Museum, and I remember reading it years ago, and I said, wow, this is so cool. Uh, we don't grow old because we stop playing. No, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Mm -hmm. So no matter what age you are, you have to have fun. You have to nourish that inner child, and you have to be your own voice of reassurance that, look, this will pass. You know, all our generations had their huge crisis, right? if you look at the history of the world, and then never lasted forever. So at some point, this will pass, and we will get to the other side. The only way up is through. Take things one day at a time. Seek out your positive people in your life. Maximize the positive things in your life and the people, and minimize the negative things in your life. That's such good advice, is to seek out the positive and minimize the negative, isn't it? I mean, how that, that so, seems so simple. It's just not that easy all the time, is it? Not for everybody anyway. Yeah, it's not because we absorb our environment and that's another concept I like to talk to people I see. is like, we're like a sponge. We absorb whatever's in our environment, right? So if our environment is stressful, anxiety provoking, we internalize that. So we have to make more of an effort to seek out positive people, positive places, and do positive things. But whether we're alone, that's when we do self-soothing, use self-soothing skills. Um, some of us are better if we're alone, we're able to self-soothe better. Others need people, they need that, that, that outside factor. So just finding that balance is so crucial. Everything you're saying is just resonating so much. And, and Bev, I just think it's amazing how you are doing so many of these things. I mean, you're, exercising, you're keeping busy, you're staying connected with technology, you love the fact, you know, that a smile just really kind of makes everybody feel better. Is there anything else that are some of your secrets, Bev, that you want to share? I have a list here. Number one, I have bird feeders outside my windows. I love it. And they can stick on the windows, too. Uh, I've been on the board at Martin Manor Retirement Home. Some of the residents have bird feeders uh, that are suction cupped to their windows. And it's just a whole new world. I see birds out of this window. I see birds out of that window. And then I have a bird book that I've had because I've been a birder for a long time. But Wild Birds Unlimited on Ogden Avenue in Lyle, just by the border crossing into Lyle. It's a fabulous store, and they have so many things in there. So that, that's another outlet. I always work the daily word jumble. <laughs> it's my puzzle, because it makes my mind work. Number three, I think that 
you have to do something for other people. So if you have a friend, just like doctor said, that maybe needs some support or to call, uh, it's nice to call somebody older than you. I don't have many <laughs> older to call say, hi, how are you? I just thought I'd give you a call. So try to cheer up somebody else and it will make you feel better. Then I think a very important thing that as you get older that you can do for your family is to write your life story because it's going to be so meaningful to your kids. Write things about your kids when they were little. They will love it. Uh, I think that's the hardest thing is the people that I've known that I've lost, like my husband, my mother, my father, every once in a while I think, now why didn't mom tell me that? Mm -hmm. Or what about great aunt Mary? Where, you know, what was her? But anyway, uh, I think you owe it to the family to write something about your family before you depart. You know, we're all gonna depart. <laughs> so, that I think is uh, important. I have a question for you, doctor. One of the things, uh, and this is nothing new, but once in a while I walk into a room and I think, what was it I came in here for? And then I, I know the answer to this. <laughs> I'll share it with you. <laughs> I, it, it's the door frame that zaps it out of my mind because I walk back out in the other room and then it comes back to me. So the door frame gave it back to me. <laughs> so as a senior, if I think, oh gosh, am I getting dementia? What should I do? The best thing is to first of course, knowledge is, you know, the more knowledge you have, the better, right? So first, just gather information about, is this just something that everyone goes through? I've, I've, I've had that too happen to me. Or is this something more insidious or something that may be, you know, an underlying condition? So talk to your loved ones. The most essential thing I think is communication, right? Whether it's emotional communication or passing information to people who care about you. It could be a, a personal family or a friend, or it could be your physician. So if you feel there's a pattern and you are concerned or you've noticed some changes from say a few months before, the first communicate that, right? That's another key during this pandemic. We need to know, we can't read minds. So it's so important that whether it's our seniors or any other age group, we, we first communicate about what's going on. Um, so I would start with talking to your family, your, your family, friends, or talk to your physician, right? They might want to check some labs, check vitamin D deficiency, check your thyroid, check your vitamin B12. Um, so there's a medical progression to rule out any, any memory decline. And you might need- What about these tests that they can give uh, to test your dementia? Yeah, so there are tests and usually primary care physicians offices will have a small form of that and that's a start. It's a it's a quick start to see, okay, is this something that is truly concerning or not? And and if it is concerning, depending on the score on the test, then they can refer you elsewhere. Usually, for example, you might get referred from a psych from a primary care doctor to a neurologist or to a psychiatrist, and then they will further, you know, follow their medical protocol to figure out uh, what are there any behavioral changes to help or 
or is this you know cognitive changes where you do need to take a medication to help with the memory but you know actually memory issues the best time to handle them is actually in our 50s and 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 our younger age because they are links with insomnia with being overweight in in our middle ages there, there are many different links it, it, it of course could be genetic it could also be a history of what has the body and the brain gone through in our life? Have you had prior surgeries? Have there been any stresses on the body that are now manifesting in our older age? So I would say first communicate to your loved ones or your professional to see what can be done about it. Well, I think we all deal with that. And you had started to say that, Dr. Arif, that, I mean, I walk into a room wondering <laughs> what I'm doing there kind of frequently, you know, and, and I find that the more that's on my mind, the more I do that, the busier I am, the less present, like you were saying, you know, we, we find ourselves when we get overwhelmed, especially with worry, that it's hard to be present, you know, you have to, the things that you are saying are just so important. It's so important for us to stop and just take that breath, that cleansing breath, and think about where we are. Oftentimes, our mind races and we, we find ourselves in another place in time, worried about the future, worried about everything around us when, you know, like, like we always tell our kids or our moms always told us, it'll all seem better in the morning. And typically, well, that's, that's pretty true. Yeah. I'll be okay. Well, you know, this was such a great conversation. I think I actually started to feel calm, Dr. Arif, as you were talking, and I just love the tools that we talked about. So thank you so much for being our guest. And to all of our viewers, thank you for watching Seniors Today. Thank you. This episode of Seniors Today is brought to you in part by DuPage Medical Group.